0: It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It's eight o'clock, and it is time for episode 280 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you this week, my friend?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Ron. I am doing absolutely wonderful right now, trying to figure out why my laptop is not connected to power. Pretty sure I had that all set up before I sat down. Um, Other than that, Ron, I'm going to tell you something. This is Sunday night. It is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, which is always a special festive time. I know you are a big fan of Thanksgiving, um you know over the past 29 years that we have been doing this show um you have regaled us with so many different stories of your special hollow um not halloween um <laughs> we know halloween's important to you it's yes, your it anniversary, is, it is. but also thanksgiving yeah. um it is the most specialist of holidays for you and you have um over the years um i mean I I know you you don't want me to say this, but um, the very fact that you and your wife open up your home on Thanksgiving to a dozen homeless people from Kensington, Philadelphia, you prepare them a feast, um, you feed them. Um, You allow them to do their fentanyl in your um, downstairs bathroom. Don't let them go upstairs. We know that, you know, they're, they're limited downstairs, Um, but it's just such a great gesture. You and miss, you and Mrs. Ron, I just think are saints on this earth. And um, we all could learn a lot from you guys.
0: Well, and you know, I, I appreciate you, uh, you saying that, and I know you look forward to Thanksgiving, um, having, uh, food brought into, um, that you ensure are is only purchased from, uh, white, uh, male dominated businesses. And then you, uh, you stare down from your ivory tower at people as you eat. So, um, we all celebrate Thanksgiving in our own way.
1: And it's very important that we all remember, um, the Thanksgiving is just, you know, it's the greatest holiday of the year.
0: All right, well, let's get things right into it in this uh, pre-Thanksgiving show. It's time for drink, drink of, of the week. Mazdrobie, salud. Drink of the week. Who's drink of the week? Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Brian, what did yes. you bring to the show to drink this week?
1: Oh, I know you were expecting me to bring a beer. Always. No, it's, it's not maybe that another kind
0: Oktoberfest. Of maybe something from London again. No, not where you're not where you're nah. going. No,
1: no, no. I brought. I'm bringing something from Scotland. Okay, I'm talking about the Singleton. 18 year look at this look at that That sublimely that is sublimely smooth ron sublimely smooth okay and what i'm going to say to you is this you're looking at right now right now you're looking at me you're looking at the singleton it is from the space possibly pronounced correctly region of scotland And their 18-year-old single malt scotch whiskey, Ron, is matured in a high proportion of American oak casks with a single small portion of European oak casks to balance the liquid. The result is an easy-to-enjoy single malt with dried fruit aromas, a rich complex palate, and a Mm -hmm. soft, nutty finish, just like I like my sailors, and a soft, nutty finish. Pairs well with a fire, maybe a podcast, and some good friends. The nose... Dry, rich, complex with a mild nose feel backed by black pepper and mature notes of a cigar box. Wow, that is complex, to say the least. The finish, what am I going to be expecting here? Soft, dry, rounded. Adding water allows a pleasant, nutty spiciness to come through, recalling the cigar box found on the nose. Well, there's a cooling aftertaste, medium to full body. This is coming in at four zero A, B, V. That's right, people. The Singleton sublimely smooth, 18 year single malt scotch whiskey.
0: Take a sip, Brian. I mean, I can't imagine it is anything but delicious, but tell the listeners and the viewers how it is.
1: <clears throat> Ooh, I haven't had a good scotch in a while. It's definitely complex. Um, I remember that time where I broke into the cigar um, factory and I just stuck my nose right into every cigar box I could find. I'm smelling that now. Um, There is a nutty spiciness. I'm not going to lie. The water absolutely is um, allowing me to drink this.
0: Um, Okay. I'm I'm happy with this. All right. Good. Well, if you're happy, as always, I'm happy. And everybody else out there is happy. Ron? Yes. Thought never what are you heard. drinking? Uh, so, you know, we, we skip right over Thanksgiving uh, drink wise. I don't think there's really any good Thanksgiving based beers. Do you know of any? Like, I don't know that no. I would necessarily call like a, a pumpkin pie based beer. Like Lancaster nope. Brewing makes a a pumpkin pie beer. But I don't know that I consider that like a Thanksgiving beer. Well, we are going straight to Christmas, Brian, with uh, the Victory Merry Monkey and their Golden Monkey Series. This is a Belgian style ale with cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon and nutmeg. Is it a double digit ABV, Brian? Why, yes, it is. It clocks in at 10 percent. This is the best way to get nice and toasty. I think the other week I had done uh, some Mad Elf. This is my other, yeah. uh, one of my other favorite Christmas beers, Victory Merry Monkey.
1: Mm, he takes a sip. Let's see. The, can we see it? Let's see what it looks like in the glass.
0: It's it's got ah. so it's, it's not, not bad. very opaque. It's it's, it's subtle. Opaque. It's a lot more subtle than Mad Elf is. Even though it's a high alcohol content, you don't taste a lot of alcohol in the beer. It's a very smooth drink.
1: Keep sipping, keep sipping, Daddy.
0: Yep, good stuff. Oh, yeah, hi, Poppy. Oh, Ooh, Chulo. so, uh, so that's it. That's our pre-Thanksgiving uh, drink of the week. You know what that means, Brian? It's time for me. Ron and
1: Brian. Brian.
0: Brian, what's bothering you this week? Your microphone being off—that's bothersome. I'm uh, not—I'm not hearing any sound at the moment. How about now? Now we do. Now I think your computer microphone is on. Now
1: I'm going to—you know what, Ron? What is your beef of the week? Okay. Well, I I out of this, and then I'm going to jump right back in. You can just, you know what? Don't, don't do it. Don't tell me your beef of the week. Stall for about. Th-
0: <laughs> so Brian uh, is having a, a number of technological issues this evening. His power cord was unplugged. His microphone is unplugged. So he's going to try and get it fixed and come right back in. Uh, and then we will get to beef of the week because I was traveling again this week, traveling for work. And as it always happens, as you longtime listeners and viewers know. <clears throat> travel anywhere is a pain in the ass. And uh, it was very much so again this week. And that gives me uh, my beef of the week. And on cue, Brian is back in the room. Can we hear you now, Brian?
1: Testing, testing. One, two, right. three. one two, three, testing, testing. Oh, one, two, three, testing, testing.
0: You're good. So Brian, okay. my beef. Ron, what's your beef of the week? My beef this week is people on airplanes who stand in the aisle after the plane lands when it is unnecessary. I'm gonna tell you Are we talking
1: this, about are we talking about people that jump in to get their luggage or people just no. looking to stand
0: up? People just looking to stand up. Because here's the situation. I was I was flying back from Dallas uh Wednesday night, I think it was. Full flight. Um, mm-hmm. you know, delayed an hour and a half, whatever. And so, you know, it, we get on the plane and I've got to carry on because we're only down there for a night. And again, this this the the bigger issue is planes can assign seats for some reason. They don't bother assigning overhead bins either. They just designed overhead bins to hold everybody's overheads. So anyway, I get to my row, my seat, and there's no overhead uh, bins available. So I have to go back like five or six rows and find an empty overhead bin. In the meantime, a number of people sitting in my area have to do the same thing is go back there. So when the plane lands, you know, those of us who have luggage back there, um, obviously, we want to get up, we want to get back there, get our bags, so we're not, you know, trying to go against the flow of traffic. And we were we were thwarted by people literally just getting up and just standing in the aisle. And they would stare at you, and I'd be like, "We're trying to get our bags back there." And they would literally just—and this guy even had his bag. Like it wasn't even like he needed to get his bag out somewhere. He's literally standing in the aisle with his his roller bag right in front of him, blocking everybody. So now we've got to pass luggage back and forth like some—I uh, don't even know what you refer to it as—but it was uh, it was very frustrating. And I hate flying.
1: Uh, what were you uh, What were you doing on a plane? First off, more importantly, what airline were you flying?
0: Uh, flying American.
1: Okay, um, were you able to ascertain why the um uh the space for your luggage was taken by somebody else? Like, who took uh,
0: it? I I have no idea. I could not tell you. I don't know. Again, I think people who sit in the back sometimes, as they board, just throw their bags up there, and so that they can grab them on the way out. But I have no idea. And then you have some people that have a ridiculous number of carry-ons.
1: Sure. We know that, you know, you are allowed one bag to put up and a backpack or a purse, whatnot, but you see people bringing on full size suitcases practically. I'm actually in favor of just banning carry on luggage, like just closing, sealing up those spaces, um, maybe moving the seats higher up because you're not losing any because you're you're now um, making that space available and then um, having more space in the uh, cargo hold because I think that the fighting for um, above head luggage space just is an unnecessary aggravant at this point.
0: And the other thing that's annoying too it didn't happen on this flight but it's I, I've seen it happen more like there there are times when you're boarding your flight and they're like, all right we know the overhead bin is going to be full if you're boarding like group seven or later we're gonna tag your bag it'll go in the under of the plane. You'll get it back when you just, when you get off the plane. Now they don't seem to do that anymore. If you, if they have to do that, like you have to go all the way to baggage uh, to get your bag back. And that's kind of a pain in the ass. Like when you're, when you're already landing an hour and a half, two hours late at night, um, mm-hmm. you just want to be able to get your bag and go Hop in okay. an Uber, right. a Lyft, maybe a taxi. Who knows?
1: Did you say Uber? Uber. I believe that that, um, Pennsylvania accent just started to uh, rise. Uber. The so. uh, Uber. You can't Uber. eat
0: a hoagie in your Uber.
1: Hoagie, Uber. Right. Uber, Uber, Uber
0: What's bothering you this week? Oh,
1: I'm going to say this. I know everybody's expecting me to complain about home renovations. No, not at all. Not complaining. Okay. A lot of people are going to complain about how much stuff my uh, lady and I have. Nope, nope. Not complaining about that either. That is not a complaint of mine. Okay. Um, my actual complaint, it's going to be quick. It's going to be small. It is the group of three that were waiting to enter my apartment building yesterday. I was returning from a quick morning jaunt over to Paris Bay, get to pick up some uh, and um, as I was uh, returning, I walked inside the vestibule and saw three people. Okay. Uh, one male, two females. They had been there long enough that one of the females had actually sat down on a on a um on a bench. Uh, apparently, and the system that we have in my building is such that there's no keys. When you um show up as a guest, a visitor, whatnot, you instead of dialing to the apartment above you. Okay. You enter a three-digit code for the unit you're looking for, and you automatically get routed, routed, routed to a phone number. You know, the system is set up so that it goes to a phone number, and somebody, you know, some people use cell phones or whatnot. You, um, using the uh, answering the phone, you hit a, a code which I'm not going to share, um, right. and that allows that that allows the front door to be opened. So these three people, obviously, whomever they were going to visit was not answering the phone and they were just standing there waiting. So I show up and you know me, I'm i am Mr. Happy-go-lucky. I'm showing up. I'm trying to make nice with everyone. Sure. I wish them a good morning. I say hello. I use my fob to um, uh, unlock the door. I open it. I let the three of them walk by first. Even the woman that was sitting on the bench, I, she, you know, she was like, oh, I said, don't rush. I said, don't rush. I said, it's Saturday. We're all taking our time today. We get in. They go to the elevator, press the button. I walked, I'm going to say 10 paces to my left to get my mail. I hadn't picked up mail on Friday. So I was like, I'm going to get my mail now. I turn after closing my mailbox and these fuckers, had gotten in the elevator and left without me. Did not have the absolute decency to say, hey, are you taking the elevator? We're going to hold it for you as a thank you for letting us into the building.
0: I think clearly they were in a rush to commit whatever crime they were there um, that you allowed them into your building for. (laughs) I don't know if it was crime. Murder. Are you? I don't know if it was theft. I don't know exactly what it was, but.
1: Ron, wow. Ron, are you insinuating that Indian people commit crimes? Because you, how dare you? You did not dare you, any how, Brian, dare, how dare you, Ron, and say that this has something to do with the Indian people? Exactly. a 100%. Many...
0: Ali says, have you never seen a single episode of Law and Order? Dun dun. How are you going to let strangers into your building?
1: It's how I roll. The way I see it is this. And Johanna um, hits
0: it. Brian is a security threat. He's been a threat to this podcast. He's now a security threat to his neighbors.
1: Listen, people, I'm not a threat to anything. I'm your fucking champ
0: right here. Woo, baby.
1: Oh, by the way, so, um, report me to the board. How dare you, Jojo? <laughs> how
0: dare you. Yes, report definitely. Report him to the board. When you start campaigning anyway, for that position, I, that's gonna come back to haunt you.
1: That'll be in a year. Oh, by the way, just you know, um, have I commented how I've been um uh uh trying to warm up my community to my presence in the building?
0: You you you've mentioned it that you've tried to be uh less Brian, I guess the way is you put Uh-oh. it.
1: So so earlier this week we had a um we had our board election. And it seemed as if not enough people voted, uh, submitted their vote, uh, votes so that we did not have a quorum. Do you understand the concept a quorum, of a Brian. quorum run?
0: I do understand. There
1: was no quorum. There was no quorum <laughs> here. So they agreed that they were going to push back the date of the election, and they were going to try and figure out how to get more votes. So someone, I'm not claiming that it's me, went on Facebook went into the um, the building's Facebook group and posted the following. <clears throat> Hold on, I want to wet my beak right before I do this.
0: All right. A little sip from that round of round
1: To my fellow residents, please exercise your vote to, to the open positions on the Board of Directors. I am not running, so this isn't a plea for support. We all live here and want our community to be the best it can. We have a moment now to speak our voice. And vote for whomever we feel will represent us the best during their upcoming term. The board has extended the deadline to Thursday, December seventh at eight PM. Please vote. Thank you.
0: That is, uh, listen, you are you are exercising your civic rights, and uh, kudos to you.
1: Just want, I, you know, I just want people to vote. That's all. That's all that matters to me, Ron.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Do you have a quorum in your in your home? Question. When do you have a a board of directors where you meet with your Mrs. Ron uh, once a quarter, go over the finances of the uh, property? And
0: uh... I feel the uh, the the there's kind of a uh, oligarchy uh, here in the house. Uh, I wouldn't quite call it a dictatorship, um, but, you know, I've yet to able, I've yet to be able to break through the glass ceiling and, and have. Uh, my voice heard within this household.
1: Was your voice heard when you went into Gabe's yesterday?
0: (laughs) Um, First off, can you hear my refrigerator behind me?
1: No. Let
0: me see. Hold on a second.
1: I'm just going to try. Look at this.
0: God damn it.
1: Another. Oh, yeah. I I hear a little bit. I hear a little hum. Why?
0: Hello? Like it was literally going like nini, nini. All right. It shut off now. Anyway,
1: I know just... I've, I've stayed over your house a couple of times. I thought that noise was coming from your
0: bed. Oh, no, no, never. Um, Gabe's. You want to talk about Gabe's? Yeah,
1: I heard I heard a rumor that you went to the lowest of the rung for um, home accessories.
0: Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm and again, uh, my uh, my wife was like a while back was like, oh, we need to go to Gabe's. I hear you can find. Um, just uh just random like good stuff at Gabes. Like it's like a clearance type place. Like if it doesn't sell at home goods, it makes its way to Gabes, apparently. Sure. Um, ironically, uh headquartered in Morgantown, West Virginia. A little bit of trivia for you there. So yeah. apparently there is a Gabe's in uh in near us, and we ended up stopping there after we went to TJ Maxx. Um, we were gonna try to go to Bed Bath, there just wasn't enough time, Brian wasn't, up uh, wasn't up But done. went to Gabe and when I tell you like it was the cheapest crap I've ever seen. Like when you like I think there so they're they're big on Cart hard that 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 uh that clothing brand. But then everything sure. else is like these random brand names that I'm just like, you know, not familiar with. They had Wrangler jeans, like that was <sighs> like their they're selling Wrangler jeans for $50, which I think is a crime against humanity.
1: That um, seems steep for Wrangler.
0: Oh, exactly. Exactly. So I walked around the store a couple times and I was just like, I don't see anything here. And then I saw my wife and I'm like, this is all crap. And she's like, you got to look for the diamond in the rough. I'm like, I see a lot of rough. I don't see any diamonds.
1: <laughs> you don't think that she took that same approach when she first started dating you?
0: That's <laughs> very true. Very true. Janelle asked worse than Dollar Tree. I would call it the equivalent of a Dollar Tree. Um, it had like for kitchen and, and home stuff. It had Dollar Tree quality product and then just clothing and a lot of scrubs. Uh, apparently, I guess maybe a lot of nurses shop there because there was a ton of scrubs.
1: Uh don't want no scrub scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me hanging on the passenger side right i was shocked i did not get you any me.
0: What? i didn't get any photos of you at home goods a home depot a home sense um nope. and at home none of those nope. home stores i didn't see you at this weekend
1: we were cleaning and unpacking. We have exited phase one of the home renovations. Wow. Um, there's still punch list. There's still sure. punch list stuff. But this weekend we did some – when I say we, I'm using a very liberal interpretation a of the term. A loose, w- life,
0: loose uh, definition of that word.
1: We cleaned and started unpacking. Um, okay. Basically, you know, everything in the kitchen needed to be rewashed. All the clothes – were um that have been um sitting in boxes and whatnot had to be redone so there is uh our dishwasher has been running nonstop our uh, uh laundry uh, equipment nonstop but we're getting there you know we actually okay. threw out five boxes today of oh, uh, clothing that we had so uh we're making five a boxes
0: day. of clothing I think you made you just throw out five empty boxes.
1: Oh yeah we emptied the boxes. Oh no 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 oh, Boxes full of clothing that we were able right. to put in a, in a, in closets. So I might be able to dress like a normal human being tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
0: I mean, will we? Will we ever get an invitation uh, to to the place anytime soon this year? Will we be able to visit I, your place this year?
1: I'm expecting that by Christmas, this place will be visit worthy. All right. Now the question is, will you be willing to come up? We'll we make the trip. We have it yet. We'll, we'll have the extra bedroom. You'll be able that's, to sleep That's all.
0: all we're waiting on. We're just waiting on a bed. I mean, preferably a king. But if you get a queen, that's fine. We can we can. There sleep is a queen.
1: Too. There is a queen bed already in that room. The real question is, where am I going to put the camera?
0: I think you've got time. You've got a month or so to figure that part out. You Brian, know what
1: we don't have a month for?
0: <laughs> I don't know. What's that? Locks of the week. Locks of the week. You need to give me a little bit more heads up so that I can do this. Locks. Brian, um, listen, you know I love you, but even I am impressed beyond love for your 2-0 and o week again last week. Um, bringing you up to 22 and 0. You looked at Baltimore minus three versus Cincinnati. You were like, this is going to be a blowout. Uh, and you agreed uh, Baltimore wins 34 to 20. Washington was minus eight against the Giants. You were like, you know what? I like this new young quarterback. I like this new young Paisan on the Giants. I think he's going to have the game of his young life. And you were correct. The Giants uh, break out of their funk and win 31-19. How do you do it, Brian? How did you pick that one?
1: Listen, these it just comes to me. You know, uh, quite often I am laying in bed sleeping, deep sleep, 2 a.m. Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning, and I just wake up jolt. Immediately, I keep a notepad on the end table right next to the bed. Immediately, I just, you know, I write down the two teams that I'm thinking about in that moment. And this week it was Baltimore and it was the Giants. But, you know, if I'm going to sit here and pretend to accept any type of accolades, I really have to direct the camera in your direction and say, congratulations to you for going 2 and 0 this week, you are also now 22 and 0. I don't know how you do it. Um, it is, I think, um, something that the um Smithsonian should be interested in. Uh, your picks this week, you saw Houston laying four and a half versus the Cardinals. You said, Give me Texans, they win by five. Just slicing the garlic that was so a close one. one.
0: That one worried me a bit.
1: No, nope, you had no reason to worry, Ron. Lions minus eight over the Bears. You said, listen, we love the Lions, but not that much. Lions only win by five. You were so smart taking the points in the Bears. Ron, you went 2-0. and oh. How on earth do you, have you just keep up this pace?
0: You know, I... To be honest, I will uh, if it's a tough week and I'm having a hard time making a decision. I will take. Uh, I'll get a paper bag. I will get a can of spray paint, and I will huff paint, and that helps clear my head, and it allows me the the uh, the clarity I need to make these winning picks, Brian. And those winning picks for next weekend, Brian. I've got Dallas on Turkey Day minus nine and a half versus Washington and uh, the Eagles minus three and a half versus buffalo who do you like next week Brian?
1: i'm um you know f with uh quarterback joe burrow out for the rest of the season i think the bengals are less of a threat they're laying five against the steelers i say take those points steelers um will i think win the whole game also the jets are turning out to be one of the worst teams i have ever seen worse than the giants in fact they're playing the dolphins getting six and a half fuck the jets i say dolphins all the way that's my week 12 predictions
0: all right those are the locks of the week in the meantime brian uh we have our favorite stories that we like to make sure don't fall through the cracks that we make sure we get to our stories of the week brian what is your story of the week this week
1: i'm going to keep this um just nice and easy listen we all understand um that things in New York are, are difficult. Um, people are fleeing left and right myself and, uh, my lady. Um, we are now in the West of the Hudson here in New Jersey and the, the fine people, the fine legislatures, our governor, um, making it just so much more welcome here. Um, In the Garden State, just this past week, regulators um, in our Division of Alcoholic Beverage Control confirmed that residents of New Jersey can now get beer and wine delivered right to their door using DoorDash and Instacart. That's right, Ron. All those suckers in New York are going to have to sit there and, you know, put their shoes or sneakers, maybe a flip-flop. Um, walk outside to go pick up beer or, or wine. No, nah, not over here, over here. Thanks to the fine people in my governor government. We are able to just open up a phone on our app. Do, 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 do. And before you know it, somebody who is basically living off of the tips that I, um, bestow upon them. They are going to leave their house, their car, whatnot to pick up my
0: beer and bring it to my door. And that, Ron,
1: is my story of the week.
0: Now I understand uh, there has to be an adult present, and that they don't do delivery to uh, to hotels or other facilities. Just uh, just to homes and residences at this point.
1: <clears throat> Listen, it's a uh, it's it's basically we're, we're we're we are doing it the right way. We're doing it the safe way. We are ensuring that a um, uh, uh, home delivery of alcohol is is being done in a way where where minors are not able to access it, where um, uh, I believe convicted felons of domestic abuse um, have been banned from being able to order wine and beer at home delivery. Uh, okay. This is, I believe, going to be the program that the rest of the country looks at and says, New Jersey did it first. New Jersey did it best. We love New Jersey.
0: All right. Well, we will see how that goes. Maybe uh, maybe on the next podcast, you can order alcohol during the podcast and see how that delivery works.
1: Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Ron, what is your <laughs> story of the week? So
0: my story of the week, Brian, we are going all the way out to California Uh, for a middle schooler who was suspended for allegedly wearing blackface uh, to a local football game. Uh, But a national civil rights group claims the boy was just wearing eye paint. So uh, it's an eighth grader identified only as J.A. for privacy weekends. Um, Here is a photo of him. He is uh, he is wearing eye black like a lot of football players wear. Um, and he Justin attended Trudeau. the he attended the high school football team, but uh, a high school football game between La Jolla High School and Morse High School uh, on October 13th, according to the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, which I'm not a huge fan of fire. They're kind of a conservative civil rights group, so I wouldn't call them quite a civil rights group. Um, is the it possible
1: father, this kid? Hold on. Is it possible this kid has the Vitilago or whatever Michael Jackson had? He
0: he does not. Uh, the boy's father said, "Quote: We had a fun, great night without any trouble." Uh, claiming that a black security guard even encouraged his son to put on more face paint. But one week after the game, the principal at Merlin High Middle School called the boy and his parents to a meeting uh, to inform them that the student would face a two-day suspension and be barred from attending any future athletic events. Uh, A disciplinary notice said J.A. quote painted his face black on a at a football game and characterized the incident as an offensive comment intent to harm. Uh, Principal Jeff Luna also reportedly noted the face paint was offensive because Morris High School is largely black. What are your thoughts on this? Um, so I am torn on this. If you look at the face paint he's wearing, you remember Jared Allen uh, from the, the Minnesota Vikings used to wear a ridiculous amount of eye black like this. Uh, I think uh, Lane Johnson on the Eagles. I mean, there's been a number of players that take that the eye black and wear it almost like a, a war pun- war paint type situation.
1: You know who also used to wear a lot of this? Uh, I'm, a- was- I'm afraid to ask, but tell me. Famed accountant Irv Rosenberg, um, he would show up to the IRS audits. Um, everybody would just be like, Irv, what are you going to do this time? And he would show up with the face paint on his face to just kind of, you know, psych out the IRS auditors. Um, when you knew if you were an IRS auditor and you knew that Irv Rosenberg was walking in the room, um, just the the look on his face and the design he had, obviously, Star David on the forehead. Um, you would absolutely know that um, you were not going to be able to find anything in those company books.
0: Anywho. Um, so, yeah, so I'm torn because I, I think I think the kid is probably pretty innocent and doesn't know what's going on. I think the adults were probably like, let's see how much black we can put on this kid's face before we get thrown out of this game.
1: What's wrong? Why not over here? The nose. What's what's going on in that area? Why would they leave that little diamond um, untouched? He's like a diamond in the rough, if you
0: would. And I'm not sure why he uh, he's doing braces like uh, he lives in a well enough uh, off community. that he can do Invisalign. Like, why would they why would they be archaic and and do braces on this poor kid?
1: I believe it's because his um, his uh, priest um, likes it a little rough and, and likes it to get scraped.
0: All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah so what's your take on this brian
1: um i'm gonna say this i just i don't understand the degree of uh paint that he's got on his face it's unnecessary but do i think that it is um a logical step to automatically jump in and say that this is racism i don't i don't see it okay
0: fair enough i yeah i agree with you i think the kid's pretty innocent um the adults i would uh Uh, Flip a coin on that as to whether they knew what they were doing or not.
1: My understanding is that's one of the reasons why his priest likes him so much, because he is so innocent.
0: (laughs) Uh, Brian, uh, I know you were upset to hear this, um, but uh, one of your favorite former representatives uh, before you moved out of uh, New York, George Santos has announced that uh, he will not be running for reelection um, after a scathing. House Ethics Report uh, came out um, showing that he spent money on Botox and OnlyFans and paying off credit card bills, designer clothing. Um, Defend your man.
1: Defend my man?
0: <laughs> yes. Defend my
1: man. Show him a dude. Do- Um, George Santos, it is to me just um, I believe that history will look back and um, really just, uh, you know, um, judge the Republican Party that is in the House of Representatives right now for um, looking, uh, you know, turning a cheek, looking the other way at a member of their party who has been caught in, in just so many lies about his qualifications to be elected into the House of Representatives um, that, uh, that somehow was able to convince enough Republican voters in Long Island, and I believe a part of Queens, um, to put him into the House of Representatives. The fact that even after being elected, his, um, his lies and crimes have, have continued as he is still, as he, according to the ethics committee, continues to use public funds for his personal benefit, not like every everyone else in Congress is not also doing some type of violation. Don't get sure. me wrong, yeah. but the very fact that, given an opportunity to expel him just about two weeks ago, uh, the number of Republicans, uh, people in his party, who sat there and said, um, "Well, you know, we just don't want to take any action because you know we believe the court case should happen." And it's just it's stunning the, the the lack of morality within the Republican party so long as somebody's willing to vote the way they want it um and coming from a party that claims to have the moral high ground it is um it's just an embarrassment
0: now uh there are people saying that they're going to bring up another resolution in the house uh to vote uh Santos out uh, a number of Democrats and Republicans now hopping on that do you think I mean, a lot of people previously, you know, uh, he got enough votes to stay in last time um, with the, the Democrats that voted to, to keep him saying that he hasn't had the chance for due process. Now that this ethics panel report has come out, that seems to have gone by the wayside. Do you think he survives uh, another vote?
1: I hope not. But do I think he uh, you know, um, I didn't think he was going to survive the first
0: time. OK, now we uh, do you have see. a
1: list of some. Do you have a list of some of the. Um, uh, ways that he was spending uh, money incorrectly?
0: Um, let's see what let's we skip have
1: here. Skip to the point, Ron. Nobody really cares about the Hermes bags or the Louis Vuitton belts. We all are fascinated over the fact that it was deemed that George Santos was a subscriber to one of uh, the websites on the internet that you and I most often talk about during our um, uh, behind the paywall after dark episodes. George Santos apparently used um, campaign funds to fund a subscription on OnlyFans, people. Um, and there is a young lady, shocker, a young lady, I believe her name is Layla Lewis, who has stepped forward and said that George Santos was a subscriber to her... Page account whatever you want to use on right. OnlyFans. Um, it looks like she is um, what I know you would like to describe as thick, T H I C C. I know that's the way you like to describe the women you're going after. Um, and uh, Layla claimed that not only did he subscribe to her account on um, OnlyFans, but he actually sent he submitted a photo of his manhood. For the explicit r- explicit reason of asking her to rate his uh, a, a photo of his genitals,
0: and now also a a young man who is uh, on the OnlyFans uh, platform has come out and said that George Santos subscribed to his channel as well and did the same thing, uh, set the dick what? pic for rating.
1: You know, we've spoken about it quite often on After Dark, and I don't want to blur the line between the show and After Dark, because what we talk about during After Dark, for those fine Patreon subscribers who are willing to spend $5 a month or $10 to come in at the silver level, um, it is just wild. Now we kind of have an understanding of... What kind of person is putting down their credit card number so that somebody can um, uh, rate a picture of their penis? Um, George Santos. Now we know who's spending money on OnlyFans. It's Ron and George Santos.
0: (laughs) Um, And it's a very easy transition to go from George Santos to drag queens As we go to one of our more popular sections of the show, but the drag queens are the problem. You know, a Republican party, obviously very upset about drag queens, drag brunches, uh, drag queens doing readings at libraries, schools and whatnot. Um, So we are destined to find a drag queen uh, involved with inappropriate uh, relations with a child. And I think, Uh, I think we finally have one this year, Brian. I'm going to put this picture up on the stage. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is a woman. That is Allison Kranick, age 42. Um, She is facing four counts of first-degree sexual assault and five counts of risk of injury to a child. Uh, She is a former Connecticut school employee, now accused of sexually assaulting an 11-year-old boy. Back in July and August, uh, she was observed, quote, acting flirtatious with the boy in public, according to an affidavit supporting the women's arrest. Earlier this week, um, lifeguards at Columbia Lake observed her acting inappropriate and reported it to the town recreation uh, director. Um, in interviews with the boy in question, he talked about an instance uh, in August, where lifeguard saw Kranich put her hand on his inner thigh uh, and reported it to police. Um, I I don't even know. 11, Ryan, 11 year old boy.
1: And I'm sure that the Republicans and the conservatives in America are up in arms and immediately taking to the streets, taking to the church pulpits to defend. Um, our children in America from um, school employees.
0: I hear, I hear a lot of silence, Brian. I don't necessarily hear anything else. Um, let me look through the list. There has to be, there has to be one here. Try this next uh, story
1: here. We have in the document. I, I think this is a drag queen right here. I think this is, this is this proof.
0: Nope, no, nope. this like is, uh, no. this is Reagan Anderson, age 27. Uh, she is a South Carolina private Christian school teacher and mother of two. Um, she was arrested Wednesday for pressuring a teenage student into having sex and sending him naked pictures. Uh, she is facing two counts of sexual battery, uh, with a child 17 years of age, um, Apparently she began abusing the 17 year old in October. The first assault uh, reportedly took place in a private residence in Holly Hill, a small town 50 miles north of Charleston, followed by a second in the parking lot of a pizza hut in the nearby town of Santee.
1: Who Uh, hasn't gotten busy in the parking lot of a pizza hut?
0: uh, Anderson also allegedly sent the teen nude photos on Snapchat. That Snapchat question taking a lot of people down. Yeah, question question. Ron,
1: when does she? Um, how much does she charge for her OnlyFans?
0: We, it, I'm sure she will be on OnlyFans soon enough um, to probably raise bail. Her bail, which was set at 2,500, and she is ordered to wear a GPS monitor. Um, she was swiftly fired from her teaching position,
1: but. And I'm sure, again, I'm sure that America's conservatives have taken to um, the streets to basically say um, that in addition to the dry queens being the problem, teachers now are the problem and we need to protect children from teachers, right?
0: I mean, I haven't heard anybody come out and say that exactly as of yet. Disappointed.
1: disappointed Are there any other examples we can give where children are not safe in this world um, and Let's people who are here. going after them? Dry queens, preferably.
0: Fits um, our narrative. I- I do queen the problem. Let's see this isn't a teacher Brian this isn't a no. teacher let me take a look here. Oh. This You try This is from Virginia. This is a former Franklin County Sheriff's office employee Justin Sigmund, who was found guilty uh for abusing sexually abusing uh, a young girl. Uh, he had been charged with abusive sexual conduct with a minor. Um, he was on a cruise with his family uh, when a witness reported uh, seeing him molesting a girl under 10 years old. As the story apparently goes, he sexually molested his nine-year-old niece on a cruise with the rest of his.
1: No. Yeah. Fucking pervert. That's disgusting. Yes.
0: And uh, Brian, you you ask how uh, how Republicans respond, uh, how the religious right responds when he was initially um, arrested back in June of this year. Um, there was a bunch of his fellow churchgoers that felt that he was such a good, upstanding citizen that they created a GoFundMe. Uh, for him following his imprisonment um, that had raised uh, a few thousand dollars uh before. Oh, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I said he abused his uh, niece. He abused niece. his nine-year-old daughter.
1: Oh, my fucking God. You're telling me the conservatives went out and raised money for his support?
0: There was a, there was a GoFundMe that raised a few thousand dollars for his defense um until... Uh, until GoFundMe realized what the uh the campaign was for and took it down.
1: But the drag queens are the problem, Ron. These stories are yeah. not fitting the narrative that we want to put forth.
0: We I mean, need we, we need to find the narrative, Brian. We need to find is, it and fix it. This is 2023.
1: The narrative is that drag queens are the problem, that our children in America are not safe. Because drag queens are reading books to them, we have all these examples of drag queens reading books, and um, I'm not hearing any examples of uh, drag queens molesting children. I've got teachers, I've got school t- um, uh, employees. I'm not hearing any drag queens. What what are we what are we doing here? We Ron? will
0: we will we will keep searching for it. In the meantime, Brian, I have another question for you. What are you watching? Oh, listen, I'm going to say
1: this to you. Um, I watched a lot of television for myself compared, All you know right. for me for for, for me. me I watched a lot of television, television by comparison to other um weeks starting off this was um uh um a comedy uh, a comedy special that is on YouTube that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Todd Barry, Domestic Short Hair. Todd Barry is probably one of the most driest comedians that's that's around. He makes Dave Hill seem um full of exuberant life and energy. Um very funny. I enjoyed it. Um, you'll chuckle. Um, you're not gonna, you know, start crying laughing. Um right. you turned me onto something uh, Shane Gillis's special oh, on, Gillis on Netflix. I am going to say this: I've seen Shane Gillis um, probably about four or five times in person. Um, never, I always chalked him off as a um, you know as a a, a frat boy, um, you know, refusing to grow up. Um, you know, in terms of his style of, of of comedy, I will say since I last saw him, he has absolutely grown into a beast. Um, yeah. this was a solid special on Netflix. Um, I mean, it's not politically correct, no. you know, but there are, but at the same time, um, I there's nothing mean spirited about any of yeah. his humor. He has it. And that was and that's on- what I
0: was going to say. It's like he he has this ability. And to your point, he's a lot more polished. The material is a lot more solid than some yeah. of his earlier specials, but he is able to do what is now considered politically incorrect, but he's able to do it with enough of a sense of humor and enough sep- self deprecation that it's it doesn't come across as offensive.
1: But there's also a sense of optimism, yeah. you know, in terms of it's not a like he has a whole bit on Down syndrome. And, um, you know, where he is absolutely making fun of sort of people with Down syndrome, but he's also saying that there are, um, aspects to, um, people who have Down syndrome that, um, you shouldn't necessarily, um, look at and mock. He says that, you know, um. The happiest people he knows, he says, I've got people with Down syndrome in my family. He goes, the happiest people I know are the ones with Down syndrome. He goes, Correct. the rest of us, we're all taking anti-anxiety medication. We're, we're crying that we're not, um, uh, that we're depressed, that we're stressed out. He goes, you know, the the the, the members of my family, he's like, they just, they, they, you know, they're loving life. They are absolutely loving every minute of life. Um, nice. You know, and I think, like you said, that's part of the maturing is where I think a Shane Gillis maybe five years ago would have been just joking at Down
0: Syndrome. What else are you watching, Brian? I mean, I watched the I watched- special too, and I agree it was it was it was a solid hour of comedy.
1: I thank you for turning me on to that because I probably would have skipped it. Um, I watched the first four episodes of the last season of The Crown. Um we have um, – this is the year. This is the season. I believe it's season six where Princess Diana dies. Yep. So um, it is just a cheer jerker. Um They released four episodes now. They are waiting till – I think it's December 14th where they're going to be re- releasing the remainder of the season. It will be part two. But right now there are four episodes. Yeah. Uh, Listen, if you have been watching The Crown from, you know, season one, it is all about the queen. It is about her rise to the throne and how she navigated 75 years um, this season. It's all about Princess Di. It's all about yeah. Lady Di. You know, the queen, nobody gives a fuck about her this season. She it literally is um, window dressing. It's all about Lady Di. Um, not really loving it. Got to be honest with you. Um, And then last but not least, Billy's mentioning it right down there. He knew what I was going to say. There is a documentary on HBO called Defending My Life. Rob Reiner, who, um, listen, everybody knows him from uh, different strokes back in the 70s. However, um, you know, he directed Spinal Tap, uh, Princess Bride. And I also believe that he did the um one thousand year old man with um um uh, no Brooks. herbie Brooks. <laughs> wasn't it herbie <laughs> Brooks? Anywho Maybe.
0: Um anyway,
1: yes, anyway, but uh, apparently, uh, one of his best friends in high school was a uh, the gentleman that we now know as Albert Brooks, born Albert Einstein. if you ever asked what kind of um uh, you know what kind of sense of humor his parents had. Um, born, raised, born born Albert Einstein changed his name professionally to Albert Brooks. Um, just literally, one of the pro, you know things you learn about it. Um, you know, I knew him as a uh, you know as an actor in uh, Hollywood films. So much more about his comedy. He was a stand-up comedian, but he really right. kind of started this. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to say alternative comedy because that's not really the right term, but it really was the kind of comedy where it wasn't just you know set up punchline set up punchline um, but it kind of made you think a little bit it was there was there was a build up to the punchline um in his performance art but it was all very funny um good stuff ron yes ron yes my friend
0: ron yes what are you watching? Um, well, we, we talked about uh, watching the, uh, the Shane Gillis uh, stand-up. I also watched the new stand-up special uh, on Netflix by Pete Holmes uh, called I Am Not For Everyone, and I would agree with that. Are you a fan of Pete Holmes?
1: He had a show, I think, stand-up or comedian or something like that on HBO where it was about a rising um, comedian – I don't know his stand-up very well, but I really did like that show that he did on HBO. I
0: mean, I would, I, I enjoyed it. I would say check it out. It's a, it's a, I would call him like an edgy Brian Regan is probably the best way to, <clears throat> to describe him. But it's just very off the wall at times, um, but good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I watched uh, the rest of the Get Gotti uh, documentary on Netflix, which you know, again, I don't think it really. Um, told anything new that we didn't already know about that story but it was an interesting watch but brian have you seen the previews for exposed the ghost train fire the docuseries on netflix
1: hold on i'm typing this in
0: exposed the what the ghost train fire so hold on i'm co- what are we talking here so this is a three episode. out 21 what are we talking this is a three-episode docuseries about a, uh, a tragedy that happened at a uh, amusement park in Sydney, Australia back in 1979 on a ride called the Ghost Train uh, that caught fire. Um, seven people died, six kids, uh, one adult. This one woman lost her entire family. Her husband and two kids were on the ride. Um, and this is a... Uh, this is a a documentary series that they did in Australia back in 21. This is the first kind of international exposure this has gotten, and it talks about like the police initially said this was an electrical fire, nothing more to see here, and so
1: crikey, crikey, <laughs> it's just an electrical fire.
0: Crikey. So these Sorry. documentary, uh, so there was uh, there was uh, this Australian musician slash artist that was tied to Luna Park that just kept investigating it for the rest of his life. He got to befriend this one kid who survived the ride. Like literally the the ride operator pulled this kid off the ride right before he would have gone into where he would have been burned to death. And so they turn all this stuff over, all this information over to this documentary team. And I think you and I have discussed like one of the things about documentaries is you, you rarely see like a very neutral documentary. Like every documentary right. you have has a story they want to tell. And like yep. you see these documentaries where they'll get like one very fringe person saying, oh, this is what I think happened. Not mm-hmm. this documentary, Brian. They've got they've got the receipts, as the kids would say, like they literally and again, it. it it almost becomes overkill and i don't want to kind of spoil it but you you find out that it, it is not hard. an electrical fire you find there's a lot of corruption there is police corruption really? there is organized crime involvement but they they go to a level of detail that is like ridiculous but it is really? it, it it's fascinating and it's three each episode's about an hour and a half um i would highly recommend uh you watch that
1: I will. I will definitely give it a shot. I just pull, I just uh, pulled the IMDb IMDb page so I don't forget about
0: it. Have you started watching bodies yet? I recommended that to you on Netflix also.
1: No, it is on my list. But, you know, you keep recommending good things and it just keeps push going to the top of the list and pushing everything back down.
0: I finished bodies and it was it was it was, it was they they left it so that they can do a second season, but they really did a good job of wrapping up the existing storyline. So I would I would okay. still recommend it. It gets a little shakier on episode six, but then seven and eight um, are solid.
1: What were you watching on the plane, if I may ask? You mentioned earlier um, you took out were, you were flying out of town.
0: I watched the I watched the two stand up specials. I watched the uh, the Get Gotti.
1: What were you um I don't think we I'm sorry, but I don't think we talked about your experience um wherever you flew to.
0: I, I you know I just we, we went to Dallas for an overnight trip. We had a work meeting there. Um so we flew in uh,
1: Tuesday, flew back on, on Wednesday.
0: and I continue not to be a fan of Dallas.
1: Really? I've I spent twenty-four hours in Dallas and um, cut out of, uh, of of computer training the uh, the second day so that I could uh, run over to the uh, book depository museum <laughs> because that's the only reason I agreed to go to Dallas was that I knew that I had to go to Dealey Plaza. Did you go to Dealey Plaza while you were there?
0: I, I did not have time to do that. I think my gripe with uh, with Dallas is that It looks like if you wanted to build and design just generic downtown, generic suburbs, generic retail centers, that would be like you. If you did not know you were in Dallas and they dropped you into these locations, you would have no idea you were in the South. You would have no idea you're in Texas. You have no idea you're in Dallas. Like it's just very bland, concrete. How's the food? Um, the food wasn't bad. We went to a, uh, we went to a Spanish tapas place for dinner, um, which was actually very,
1: good. do I, what kind no, of tapas sure did you have?
0: Uh, I had some, uh, well, they had paella. It was paella night. So we had a uh, mixed seafood paella. Uh, paella. we had what the hell did we have? It was a lot of cervezas. Um, we had some, uh, some spicy potatoes. We had some calamari.
1: Tell me, did you have any shinerbach Bach beer?
0: I did not. No. I was drinking Dallas only Blonde. Beer. Uh it was a local Ooh. a local beer that I was drinking that was pretty good.
1: Let me ask you if you were drinking a Dallas Blonde, let me ask you was she a cheerleader?
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm hey, now, about. I, uh, okay. Anyway, cool. Brian, uh we're almost at the top of the hour. So we would be oh remiss goodness. if April. we did not mention that we were going to have yeah. our Patreon uh episode at nine thirty. Um, this is for our yes. folks subscribing at the bronze level or higher. If you go to Ron and Brian mm-hmm. click in the upper right hand corner, um you can uh you can join and you can you can get extra content. Um and why wouldn't you? Because it's really fantastic what we've been doing here.
1: Listen. It is, um, you know. People say, uh, "How you know how 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 can we sit there and thank you?" You know, um, I know, Ron. You're 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 more humble than I am. You you sat there and say, "Listen, just being a subscriber to the show, just listening once a week, just watching—that's enough. That's enough for you. That makes that puts a smile on your face. Makes it all worth it for you." However. I am a little bit more pragmatic, and I understand that this show is not free. It may be free for you as the viewing public. You can just jump on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. You can watch this episode for free. However, there's a back end. Um, just like that time that I went to the bar on Christopher Street back in 1977. You've
0: got quite the back end, my friend.
1: Ooh, that was a back end, my friend. Um, there's a back end. you know, this, uh, this service that we're paying for is not free. Um, the web hosting, not free. All the merch that we, um, have sitting in boxes, collecting dust, not free. Uh, we'd love to sell it to you, but nobody's buying it. Um, go to our web store, by the way, um, click on the link on our website. You go to a web store, magnets, um, hat stickers, shot glasses. You can get a Ron lapel pin. Little, you know, you can wear you know enough uh, enough wearing of the American flag. We've all had that.
0: We're, we're, get, it's overdone. Just
1: a little Ron. I I call it Coffee Nook Ron. Uh, one of my <laughs> proudest photos of Ron. Um, you can get a little lapel pin. Anywho, um, join our Patreon for as little as five dollars a month. You get the audio version of a bonus content. We put it behind the paywall. Um, it's stuff that we are um, – that YouTube does not want to host. No. Nope. Uh, Facebook does not um, feel comfortable. They have something called community standards, which we don't want to have to stick to. So, um, yeah, you're going to get some spicy stories. Yes, you're going to get some sexy stories. Sometimes, depending on how much we drink, um, you're going to get some personal stories. You know, um, last week, uh, Ron, you I think we spent the whole uh, – after dark talking about your uh, vacation to Mexico, very possible stuff, just stuff that did not belong out in the world. Um, you spoke about the, the, uh, the encounter you had with the flamenco dancer. I believe his name was Manuel. Um, you know, that's stuff that the general public doesn't need to know, but if you are a Patreon subscriber and you are helping support this show for as little as $5 a month, go to patreon.com slash the Ron and Brian podcast, or go to our website.
0: Ron and Brian Ron podcast. Podcast.
1: Um, click on the link, Ron. Yes. I know you want to get going. I can see it. I don't You're want to get antsy.
0: I do want to, I want to jump back to uh Billy's comment. He asked me if I had any tortillas uh, with the tapas. I did no. not have any tortillas that night.
1: That's ah, a shame. There's something also I did want to talk about before we go. And okay. that is the upcoming championship debate really? um, currently, listen, it is, you know, I would be, as you, a word you like to use, Ron, I would be remiss if I did not remind everybody. Oh, no, no. Don't look away, you little bitch. I want you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I think the scotch is kicked in. Do not look <laughs> away as I wrap myself in. The championship belt that has been in my possession for the last, I'm going to say, 11 months or go uh, 10, almost nine months, actually more like nine. Yeah, Um, it is. uh, It's six pounds of gold. Listen to that solid metal, Um, precious metals, if you would. Uh, Once a year, Ron, you and I place a bet on the Super Bowl. Um, it's the one opportunity where instead of just picking our locks of the week, we go head to head, mano a mano, cabeza y cabeza. Faith faith. And the winner of our Super Bowl bet becomes the champion of the podcast. Fifty one percent ownership every year. Two percent is transferred to the winner of the the, the of the bet. Um, this year will be our 17th year that we have done this. Um, you were the champion for uh, a year. You had it. You, lo- you lost this past year when you decided I to did. bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. We all remember they had an incredible Super Bowl this past year. If I remember correctly, you fled the country to avoid <laughs> um, handing off the championship belt. However, um, you know you eventually wisened up. I believe your wife spoke to you and um, talked some sense into you. But this year, we're going to do that a little bit differently. We are going to have a debate the week prior to the Super Bowl. This episode, February 4th, um, February 4th the ep- the Ron and Brian podcast will have a championship debate. We have already, uh, you know, you submitted a list of um, uh, moderators that you would be acceptable to. I submitted my list. Um, I was very surprised that you had Benjamin Netanyahu on your list. Um, I, uh, you know, I felt you had a little bit, uh, a lot of things going on. You rejected my uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. You did not think that that was appropriate, Uh, but we have agreed. Um, There was one name on your list was on my list as a moderator. We have uh, selected the moderator has agreed uh, to come on the show. Moderate the debate. Um, you will be putting forth what I mean can only become, um, you know, a, a a far right dystopian nightmare of what your um, return to the championship shall be. What would it would look like to um, the fans to our Patreon friends? Um, I am prepared to highlight the accomplishments that we have had over the past year. Um, how the world. Um, and our podcast universe has has improved, has gotten better over the past year, and that we need to ensure that for the stability of the show that I re- I remain champion, I maintain my championship, that this and belt I will, stays. I will
0: tell the full story about Brian. Um I mean you you talk about how you uh, one of your choices for uh, uh, moderator was Vladimir Putin uh, you failed to mention that your other choice was Mahmoud Khaled Zahar, um of course one of the senior members of Hamas very uh tone deaf in my mind um but you and I oh, yes. we, will, we will we will duke it out verbally right. on Sunday Muhammad. February 4th That's my
1: man Yes Mahmoud. it's going to be um it's what was his 15. name Mahmoud. Mahmoud? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mahmoud. Listen, Mahmoud and I, we went to um, uh, elementary school together. Um, He sat behind me. His last name was uh, something. And um, we, uh, you know, what I remember most was the fact that during recess, I was a big fan of the monkey bars um, swinging left to right. And he would sit there um, always one rung behind me. Uh, just making sure that I stayed on pace. And I was just like, listen, Mahmood, slow down. You're pressuring me. I believe I was about seven at the time. And he was just like, listen, when I join ISIS later on in my life, I need a good set of monkey bars. So I'm practicing now. Um, Brian, have you ever thought about taping a suicide belt to your vest and blowing yourself up? And I was like, Mahmood, listen, I'm still trying to learn how to, you know, use paste. Um, you're talking glue. Come on, kid.
0: Um,
1: just, just well, some great times
0: regardless it's good to know that brian's been swinging since a young age uh we appreciate you guys joining us this week if you're patreon subscribers we will be talking to you again in 21 minutes if you want to join the after dark you've got time you can go to Ron ronandbrianpodcast.com you can subscribe to the patreon we will get the link out to you brian anything else before we wrap this show up this week
1: I'm a little concerned about your posture, Ron. A little concerned. Why is that? As if it feels like you're, you're 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 leaning a little bit more to your left than you should, as if like you know there 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 you know you need something to counterbalance the. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I realize what's on my shoulders. That's that's missing from yours, and that's right. It's the championship belt. I'm the champion right now. I will be your champion at least through February 10th. And on February 11th, um, I will still be your champion. But don't forget, February 4th, we are having our championship.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for joining us for episode 280. Uh, We wish everybody out there a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Um. Enjoy yourselves. Indulge. Think of those who have always. less, and do do good for each other. Just try and always. That. All right. Thank everybody for joining us. We will catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube facebook and twitch you can find prior episodes links to our social media and everything else ron and brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com see you again next week